and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lankline and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Since all of networking is shut down and you're an introvert, is this kind of your dream scenario? Well, you would think so, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> we need people. I have found that um, <laughs> as much as I am an introvert and I'm very fine with being by myself, I'm an only child, I'm really good at entertaining myself. Five days a week all by myself is kind of a lot. And I actually miss people. <laughs> there, there, I said it. <laughs> I I'm, like people. <laughs> I'm glad you have finally admitted that because I think we're all starting to look at that now that this has gone on for so long. You know, how long can we go without, you know, actually mingling with people? And it is a bit of a challenge. And um, just briefly, we should probably explain that um, if you're the difference between kind of an introvert and extrovert, like if you're introverted and you're out networking, for example, you get super tired. So if you're that person, you are out at a you know a conference or an after party thing and or after work thing, and by the end of the day, you were just exhausted. You are scientifically, I guess, <laughs> an introvert because people are taking energy from you. So you're, you're feeling it pulled away. And then an extrovert gets fed by the energy. So they go out and they can't get enough of the networking and they just love, they get their, all their power from other people and talking to other people. So that is in very brief, um, broad strokes, what it, the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I think when you say introvert or you tell somebody you're an introvert, like I'll tell people, oh, I'm an introvert. It doesn't mean you're shy. And, and they're like, you know? oh, but you seem so friendly. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm friendly and I like people, but I'm tired when yeah, I go home. It doesn't mean a wallflower by any stretch of the imagination because I, I find too that based on that loose science that I too am an introvert because I do get exhausted at the end of the day. I go for a certain period of time, like I can, or I can go the distance, whatever. But when I am done, I am done. I want to go home. I am tired and I have to recharge by myself alone, get some sleep or whatever. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm shy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, I'm a very outgoing person, but my, I, people suck the energy right out of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you, I think people, you know, hear introvert and think like, oh, well you would just love to be, you know, in your house by yourself five days a week. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, not no, so much. That doesn't no. mean I don't like people or I'm not friendly. And and it's really interesting because, you know, so we're in the middle of this COVID pandemic. I guess we should say that. Hopefully everyone knows by now. But um, years from now, people years will from now, hear this. That's, that's <laughs> the environment we live in. And yes. so we're doing a lot of video calls, which is great. I mm -hmm. mean, that has helped a lot. And it helps me feel connected to people when I'm working on projects or I'm interacting, meeting with them. But it's weird because it's not the same as right. being live with someone. And I don't even know why, but mm -hmm. there's something different about it. It's like I feel differently and I react differently, literally. I don't care if it's just like when I'm checking out my groceries, I get to say hi to the person. <laughs> it feels different than like, you know, talking to somebody on a video, which right. is better than on a phone yes. for me. Yes. I prefer the video because I can see them, but it's not the same as being in person. Right, right. And I don't know if it's that the, the 3D imagery of that mm -hmm. or, you know, that, is there something in our brain that that, you know, makes it feel like you're having contact with somebody. I don't know if it's the loss of the handshake or the hug yeah. or the... Um, or you kind of see their only their face and shoulders. You yeah, don't see their whole body. Right. I don't know what it, it is. But we're we're yeah. getting gypped a little yeah. of, our, of our contact with people in, in this regard. Mm -hmm. um, but thankfully, there 
the technology is there because I'm trying to think like, what would this be like if we didn't have this? And what's been so interesting too, just as a little bit of a tangent of, you know, all this was in place and people didn't, you know, regularly use it. You know, it was kind of like almost like a last resort. Well, we could do a video conference or I could Mm -hmm. FaceTime you or something. And I was like, ugh, they don't FaceTime me. But now it's like such a norm now. Yeah. Um, And it's getting better too. I will, I will say that too. People are starting to get a little more resourceful with some of this too. Yeah, I, I agree. And I guess I feel kind of fortunate because I was on a couple of groups like over the past few years that actually were very dispersed. Like I worked on a volunteer committee that was international. Mm -hmm. So I never met some of the people I worked with and we could only meet via video at like odd times when we were all awake, you know? Right. Right. And so, um, (laughs) I had gotten a little more used to getting to know people that way and, and kind of accepting it, but you're right. All of this technology has been here Mm -hmm. and people just weren't embracing it. And then suddenly they had to try it and, and have found, you know, it's better than they thought it would be. Right. It's right. still not the same as in person, but it's better than they mm-hmm. expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, given all that, like, okay, we can't necessarily go out to events and there's no conferences and so on. And so, you know, how, how do you network? I think is the question. And, you know, you know, I always cringe at that word anyway, Catherine <laughs> network. Cause I think people think it's just like, let me shove my business card in a right. you know, hundred people's hands. And, and it's not at all. It's, you know, it's getting to know people and it's making connections. So how do you get to know people and make connections in this environment? And while we're all like working at home, we're not in a silo, like mm-hmm. we're working with other people and we need to interact with other people with clients and we have customers we have you know for our business we have talent we have vendors like we have to interact with all these people whether we can go see them in real life or not right right our work is not isolated to us in our you know home office Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know there have been some different you know things that have kind of bubbled up or or like you said maybe taken hold that were there before but are really exploding now Mm -hmm. in our in our desperate need to network because it's it's a very vital part of owning and running a business is like you have to get out there and talk to people yeah connect with other people so um we're just going to talk about a few different things we've been doing so one is virtual conferences Mm -hmm. and i think this is a great example of the technology has existed for a i don't know how long a while Mm -hmm. but it was not um it was not seen as legitimate i think like people would say oh i'm having a virtual conference and i would just be like that doesn't sound real yeah. <laughs> but I have had to participate in several already this year that, you know, should have been live, but couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so they quickly figured out how to pivot and become virtual. And they some of them have been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's opening maybe, up a lot of opportunity, to be yeah. perfectly honest, right. because I can't travel. You know, nobody can travel for the most part. I mean, yeah, you can drive or whatever. And there, you can fly with some restrictions, but, but um, it's not like to it was. Travel too. Yeah, because <laughs> these conferences aren't being held. Right. And um, but even if they were, in some instances, you would have to think about the cost of flying, the cost of the hotel, the cost of taking time off, the cost of being away from your family or your pets or whatever. Um, but now you just turn on the computer and it's all right there. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's becoming a little exciting. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's more accessible, and um, so one organization that we're members of had an event earlier this spring that, you know, in it, it usually is tagged on to another event. And so maybe 40 or 50 people would come like that would be a good turnout. Mm-hmm. 
we had over 200 people mm-hmm. because they could join from wherever. Right. And so now we're thinking about like, how do we, what do we want to do next, even when we can get together in person? Because we suddenly made all of our information available to five times as many people. Right. And I think that's where people are starting to see the value of this because mm-hmm. there's a few groups that I'm involved with too that they have tried this thing. Well, we got to do something. We have to, you know, keep, you know, either, you know, businesses talking or we want to be the, we want to own this topic as a company. We want to get other people together to talk about it. And it's, it's creating such great opportunity for people to, um, share information and to network in a, in a different way. And I think if in some ways my brain is kind of relearning how to do this because I mean, I love conferences. I love going and, you know, striking up conversations with strangers and, you know, trying different food in other locations and things like that. And now that's all kind of taken away, but I'm seeing the opportunity in a lot of these virtual conferences that are being had because I'm now getting access to greater people, maybe at a lower price. And, um, especially if I don't have to include all the travel and things like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm seeing more opportunity. I can, you know, see a conference clear across the country and it, it might be just be a, a small admission fee for me to get in and I can hear some great topics and get some great tips on things. Yeah. And without y- the commitment. Right. You know? And there's something. It sucks. You shut it off. Right. You just <laughs> move on. And there's some parts of it that are actually better. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do you, how do you keep that? Because, um, like when I was on, you know, you have the chat panel on the mm-hmm. side. Well, the speaker was speaking, but then also reading those comments and yeah, like yeah, yeah. responding yes. and, and working them into her conversation. Mm-hmm. I can't sit in a ballroom with 500 people seeing a speaker and be like throwing my comment mm-hmm. out that then she's mm-hmm. going to respond to. Right. But she was able to through the chat feature. So there's like actually things that are even better yeah. in some ways. You know, obviously you miss some stuff too, but... um. I think some have been really well done. Small breakout sessions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have definitely been able to meet people and connect with people that I hadn't or couldn't before. Right. You know, and if that's your goal and definitely the learning aspect is Mm -hmm. still there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I have found those really valuable. I mean, it just like anything you pick and choose, you know, what's going to be quality, but it would be the same whether you're traveling to it or watching on your computer. You still have to decide if you think it's quality. Right. And, even from like the speaker capacity too, I've attended uh, one or two where the speaker can't be there or whatever. So they record it. Um, So you don't have to worry about the scheduling with a speaker too. So Mm -hmm. if you really want that speaker, but they're not available on that day that you, you know, want them, it's like, we can just record it. And, you know, well, everybody still has access to that, that brain trust, which is really kind of cool too. Yeah. I mean, they're giving the speech they're going to give. It's not like they're interacting and asking you what you think Mm -hmm, as they're going mm -hmm. along you know they have a presentation they're putting out there right right yeah that's true that's very that's a very good point so yeah virtual conferences I mean some have been really really good and Mm -hmm. I think you know the more people need to do them and figure out how to do them I think they're going to keep getting better and because like then you attend one and it's really good and then you take an idea from that and apply it to yours and so on and so I think they're going to keep improving absolutely and I think if anything it's gonna I don't, it's, I don't think it's going to immediately shut off once we can get back to conferences either. I think this is just going to be a new way of doing it. And it's kind of exciting because um, one of my strengths is being a learner, as is yours. And I, I could do conferences all, all the time because I just love learning. And now it's like I got this extra layer where it's like, eh, I'm just going to just leave my robe on and make some coffee and attend a conference. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I think that you have a really great point there. Just like um, we don't necessarily believe, you know, when this is all done and, and we're all back to whatever we're back to, that going back to the office will look 100% the same. Like there's right. truly an expectation more people will work remotely all the time yeah, yes. or some of the time, some days of the week. I think this is the same. I fully expect there to be live conferences again, but I hope they also have some virtual mm-hmm. components that maybe if you can't attend, you can still purchase the virtual piece right, right. or, you know, that you can watch later or whatever. Like, I hope that some of what they're learning with the virtual conferences gets woven into the future live conference right because who hasn't wanted to uh, attend a conference and then you're like i just can't get to atlanta i can't take the three days off i can't get away from the office that many days but yeah if you're just it's just a little window of time and you only want to attend certain segments of the the conference not the whole thing i mean I, it just yeah. c- creates a whole different opportunity for people i think yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that gets woven in mm-hmm. you know in mm-hmm. the future well what else can we do to network Kristen? well an- <laughs> another thing is um just like I've been involved in a lot of like these industry or community, you know, kind of conversations. And so there are a wide variety. Some are through industry organizations that we're members of. And so they have all different, you know, they're all video calls basically, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it could be around a little sub segment of the industry, like our creative focus, like, uh, you know, conference video call with a whole bunch of people that do creative staffing Mm -hmm. across the country, or it could be, um, creatives, this is one, creatives in here in central Ohio that are really concerned about and want to talk about some of the equity and diversity issues that everyone is talking about right now, spe- specifically for our creative industry. So they're, they're like industry or create or community conversations, some of which are like put together and sponsored by organizations mm-hmm, that exist. Mm-hmm. Some are just like a person who says, hey, I want to talk about this topic with other people, putting it right. out to their network and, you know, setting up a video call mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. So it's everything from like total individual grassroots to like big, you know, uh, nonprofits or, or even companies hosting. Exactly. And what better time than now to start talking to other people in your industry or your community to see what they're doing yeah. because and to solve some problems solve some right? problems because we're, right now we all have the same ones i mean this is you know a time where everybody's dealing with a lot of the, the exact same things like oh my entire team cannot come into the office or if you're in retail my entire team has to come in uh, what do i do about you know the ever-changing landscape of you know how we're handling a pandemic or how we're handling the next crisis what are other people doing and um you could get the next great idea or just a simple nugget of how to tweak something to just make it better. But yeah, these sort of conversations are completely and utterly priceless. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, I've talked to a number of people. Well, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Well, let's just talk about what we're not doing and maybe we can come up with something we can do, Mm -hmm. you know, um, super valuable, super value. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, you and I are similar in that we both like to learn and we like to figure out how to solve problems. So these are probably right in our wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from a networking standpoint, they also have been an opportunity to meet people I didn't know within my industry or within my community or within whatever the group is that that I've joined um, without having to become a member of the organization and commit to going to a bunch of events or whatever. I just logged on for an hour video call Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. I just logged on for a conversation and so it has allowed me to 
you know, expand my network and, and meet new people right, who right. care about some of the same things I care about or are struggling with some of the same things I'm yes, struggling yes, with. Like yes. we have a lot in common, mm-hmm. but we don't know each other. And so that has been actually a really kind of a cool um, thing that's happened during this time that I don't think you see happening as much or maybe maybe it is, but they're not as accessible or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't been involved in these kind of conversations much before, so I don't know why but there's something about right now that they're bubbling yeah, up more yeah. and and it, and it could be just kind of a coming together to get through this and maybe everybody disperses later and kind of goes about their business but like i said as of right now having that sense of community and figuring how we're going to get through this together i think is is very very valuable yeah so another one is uh volunteer committees so you know we're members of different organizations mm-hmm. and i think again we're both very similar in this way like when we get involved with something we want to be involved we want right. to be a part of it so we tend to you know volunteer for a committee or get get involved in some way and through those those are very good networking opportunities mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. for me that's some of the best networking because i like to get to know people by doing things together yes. rather than like oh let's just have a formal handshake and handing <laughs> off a business card. Again, right. that is not my thing. Right. So, um, you know, the the ability to be working on a project together or, you know, talking about how we're going to make our conference mm-hmm. virtual or mm-hmm. what, you know, whatever it is, um, working on a, a thing together for an organization we both believe in is a great way to get to know people. And so it, it has been really good networking. And that yeah. happened pre-pandemic and will post it's just they're all virtual calls now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, what um better way to to feel like you're actually doing something because i i think people at least i i say i think people i i feel like um i, I have to be doing something you know I, it's it's and there's only so much i can do i mean literally with my own company but if i can help perhaps another organization and you you, you will always be um, surprised on what you know that can help somebody else too. Like our specialty is a lot with marketing and advertising and things like that. So I can definitely help other organizations that might be struggling with that as far as like their messaging or connecting them to people that are better than myself as far as what, how they should be advertising or talking to people at this time. But um, if somebody else is kind of clueless and kind of spinning like a little top um, and not sure which direction to go, you can bring some clarity for them and get a little feel good uh, through all of this too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so another thing that's kind of, you know, similar, but different is peer our peer groups. And so you and I have both, you know, participated in different peer groups. And again, I was in them before the pandemic, I will be in them after. Mm -hmm. But, um, at least the ones I'm in are the one. Yeah, I'm in two, actually. They are both virtual and always have been because they include people from across the country mm-hmm. or actually one is inter- international. So we have a member in like Australia that gets up at some crazy hour to join our calls. <laughs> and a different season. <laughs> yeah, a different season. <laughs> um, so, you know, peer groups, you know, kind of like the industry and the volunteer, you know, situations. It's a small group of people that you get to know. But that you get to know them even more deeply. It's There's usually a lot of confidentiality surrounding your conversation. Mm-hmm. So you can really share like everything that's going on. Can you burst into tears? And <laughs> you can burst into tears. <laughs> I love it. You can swear. You nice, can, nice. You know, Rage like, and yeah, crying. Like, and what Whatever your you know biggest, baddest, deepest, darkest issues are, those people are there to help you solve them. And probably one of them has some experience that can help you. So especially at a time like this, that has been really valuable and so it's it's kind of networking 
I mean, it is networking because you get to know those people mm-hmm. in your peer group better. But also for me, it also it often can lead to other connections. Mm-hmm. Like I know them Absolutely. all so well. I trust them so much. If I'm looking for something or if they see someone who, who they think I can help, you know, we'll make those connections for each other. Right. So the networking may not be so much with my peer group because I already know them really well, but it's with the people they know. Right. Right. And um, doing something like that, I, I will just also add a little asterisk of um, get a non- um, a non-disclosure is that what I'm thinking yeah uh agreement in place so people just I think because people feel more comfortable when they know that that's in place that confidentiality Confidentiality thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) confidentiality agreement yeah they're Um, more willing to share what's really happening and and really you know maybe financials or whatever like something that either would be really helpful for you or for them yeah it it changes the level of comfortable sharing yeah that changes the level level of conversation it it builds some trust and that's kind of what you would like in a peer group you know um you don't want it to be like you know if you're attending um some conference and you're having a conversation with somebody and you share some sort of deep dark secret like oh my god we're doomed or i'm doing so well thank god there's a pandemic going on you know you don't want necessarily that to just be right free to the world for people to talk about but if that confidentiality is in place and you have that circle of trust with some people um those spaces are great to just kind of get a little real with yourself and um sort through some things because sometimes it's just like a conversation in your head that you're trying to work through and somebody can kind of help you level that out a little bit absolutely yes where like you said like at a conference or these industry Mm -hmm. conversations there's a limit to what you're going to say or share. Like you are still maintaining your professional image and right, right. whatever, you know, you need to, what would be appropriate to share. But in a peer group, you can be much more open. Exactly. If you have that confidentiality. Exactly. Totally agree with that. Um, so an, uh, another thing is mentorship programs. And so similar to peer groups, you know, wherever you find your mentor, some c- it could be local and somebody you normally would meet with in person, although now you're probably not, or, <laughs> you know, they can be through an organization and, and the person's in another state and you just connect on phone or video or whatever. Again, I think it's uh, that safe, confidential space to share some of your biggest issues and ask for help from someone who mm-hmm. maybe has different expertise. So networking wise you know you already know them Mm -hmm. but then they know people and they care about you and will help you and connect you to people so you can still expand your network through your mentor right you know relationships yeah and again what better time to start making some of these connections too than when you have all this time and people are kind of stuck you know having to answer their email because we know they're not going anywhere (laughs) i know you're there i know you're because there is wherever you are (laughs) exactly (laughs) so yeah that's that's a great resource too to help you connect with other people too is you know going through your mentors and um other people in industry and everything else that just making all these connections to um to, to keep things moving basically yeah and then um so the last one that we we had on our list is uh, inviting people for one-on-one meetups. Mm-hmm. And I assume you've probably done some of this too. Yep. You know, in the past you have met somebody at an event or whatever, like, oh, it'd be great to talk more. Let's get together for lunch or breakfast or coffee. Right. Are usually my three choices. And of course, I'm not doing any of those things right. in person with anyone right now. But I have done a couple virtual coffees mm-hmm. with people. And it has been really fun, actually. Like some of them, I mean, I'd done it with a couple friends too just because I miss seeing them but um 
you know, connections that I met through one of these industry conversations mm-hmm. or I there was somebody I just had you know, works in HR at one of the local agencies. I was just thinking about them the other day and reached out and we're like, oh, let's just have virtual coffee. Mm -hmm. We're both sitting in our houses having some coffee chatting. And um, it's not the same as in person, but it's pretty great. Yeah. You know, you still can have a nice free flowing conversation, get to know each other or catch up. It sort of depends on, you know, what your relationship is. I mean, it still is really valuable. And frankly, it's kind of a fun little break in my day to get mm-hmm. to chat with someone else because apparently I like people <laughs> even though it's not like seeing them in person it's better than not seeing someone at all <laughs> right right and for me these one-on-one meetups I almost solely relied on networking events to schedule these too like you would run into somebody you would have a quick hug a handshake oh my god haven't seen you in a while um we should schedule um a, co- a get together because you know and networking events sometimes are not the, necessarily the best places to network you can yeah. see each other like for a minute and then you're in a crowded, crowded room and you're trying to catch up but you usually at that point will or at least I would parlay that into a let's get on each other's calendar because I've been reminded I see your I see your face I see we have not talked in a while I want to you know talk to you about some things maybe we can help each other out um and that's all gone. So yeah, having to go and invite people to have these conversations, I got to actually kind of think like, who haven't I seen in a while, <laughs> you know, and um, schedule some conversations with them. But again, works exactly the same way as it would having coffee, you know, at a coffee house or whatever, um, or ice cream place, wherever you decide to go. <laughs> um, and um, it, it works exactly the same way, but now it's it's just now you know, virtually. Yeah. And what you said is a great point. So that is one thing I have found challenging about this. All of these right now is everything has to be scheduled. Mm -hmm. Like I don't just bump into someone or just go to an event and know I'm going to see a handful of people that I haven't seen for a while and I'll catch up with them. Mm -hmm. I have to reach out and say, Hey, how you doing? Right. Right. you know, chat, let's schedule a time. Okay, now we have to find a time. We have to put our calendar. We have to both dial in. You know, it's not just the casual bumping into people like you would. Right, and so right. So you really have to, like you said, think about who haven't I seen for a while and then go to that trouble of inviting mm-hmm. them, scheduling it. It is, it is more work and different. It's much more pre-planned. Yes, yes, yes. But the ones that I have scheduled have been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. It's, it's because you are just meeting technically in your home or whatever, or if you're in your office or whatever, um, it stays really casual. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a formal sort of presentation in any way. It's just like, let's just, we're just talking and we want to get to know each other. We have some fun and we can see in and choose letters houses yeah. and, and things exactly. like that. Pets, kids, Pets, everything. kids, everything's walking in. Um, so in some ways it, it's, it, it, it works out really well too, you know, because yeah. I think you can kind of create a, a better bond when it's a little more mm-hmm. casual and not such a formal People might let their guard down a little. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's kind of where I was going with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it is fun. And so I guess I think our point is, you know, first of all, even if you're an introvert, you might still miss people. At least I do. Not everyone. Some people are probably loving it. You know, uh. that's good. Good for you. <laughs> I've loved the break. I know because I feel like I've recharged really well, but now I'm kind of ready to g- get back out. And knowing that there are ways that we can do that, I think mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, it's super great because yeah. we do have to keep working and keep moving and being purposeful about it. I think that that was, you know, your point of like, you have to purposely think about who mm-hmm. have you not seen recently and 
bringing them Everything's together. More, yeah, it's more intentional mm-hmm. meeting with people. And maybe that brings value. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend. 